We're holding at the top of Dafsamach Beis Amar Aleph, the top, uh, the first word on the, in, on the page. Tanya, we learned in a brayso. Amar Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Kiva says, Pam Achas. One time, Nechnasti Acher Rebbe Yeshua LeBeis Akise. He went behind. He went with Rebbe Yeshua into the be, into the bathroom. Lamadti, and he came out. We'll see in a second what, how he did this. Lamadti Mimenu Gimel Dvarim. He learned three things from this story. Lamadti, he learned first of all, Shain Nifnin Mizrach Umayrev. One should not go to the bathroom while facing either west or east. Elot Safan Vedarim. Rather, he should face north and south. I guess that's what he saw from Rebbe Yeshua. Lamadti, and I also learned the second thing, Shain Nifron Mu'umad. That one should not expose himself while he's still standing. Elo Yoshev, only after he sits, that's when he should expose himself. And I also learned the third thing, that one should not wipe with his, with his right hand. Elo small rather to be with his left hand. So Amalei ben Azai, that you acted so brazenly in front of your own Rebbe, in front of your own teacher, to follow, into the, follow him into the bathroom. So Amalei, yes, it's Torah, and I wanted to learn. And that was the way I was able to learn. So we'll see. There's going to be two more stories over here, which seemed like it was inappropriate um, for a person to, to, for a Talmud, for a student, to go ahead and see what his Rebbe was doing. But the idea is, it's just interesting to note that the Gemara, I think, in Baba Basra says that a person can only take out a halachic um, idea if his Rebbe actually goes ahead and does such an action. That means if a person's Rebbe, if a person's teacher says that such a thing is the halacha, he says, let's say it's you know, okay to do X, Y, and Z, or whatever it is. So you should not actually act like that until you see your own teacher doing that. So it's possible that the reason why these students were, were trying to see what their teachers were doing was because they wanted to see if it was actually the halacha. So that's possibly what the, this idea was of why he followed him in. Now, the, the Gemara goes on like this. Tanya, we learned in a b'raise, Ben Azay Yomer, Pam Achas Nechnas Tiachar Bekiv Lebeis HaKisei. Ben Azay went ahead... <coughs> The first, it's interesting to note, the first story was Rabbi Kiva that went and followed Rabbi Shua in, and now it's Ben Azai following Rabbi Kiva in. So it's the same, meaning the Rabbi Kiva who originally followed his Rabbi, now Ben Azai is following his Rabbi, which is Rabbi Kiva. Okay. So, Lebeis HaKisei, so he followed him into the bathroom. And I learned three things from him. One should not go to the bathroom from facing either west or east. El itself of the Dharam, he should face north and south. Lamadati, and I also learned the second thing, Shaina from Ubud, that one should not expose himself while standing, Elmi Yoshev, only while he's sitting. Lamadati, a third thing, Shain, Makan can be a min, you should not wipe with your right hand, Elba small, rather with your left hand. So Amalaya Bihuda, now it's Rabihuda saying, Ad Khan Asta Panachabrabcha. To such an extent you acted so brazenly in front of your own teacher. Amalaya, Tayra Hib Lumadanitar. Yes, it's Tayra. And I wanted to learn the ways the proper ways and the proper um, like uh, etiquette and the proper um, things to do while in a bathroom. Oh, okay, now the Gemara goes on. Rav Kahana, all gonna to say Huria de Rav. Rav Kahana went ahead and hid underneath the bed of Rav. Shamye, that night, he heard, he had met his wife, were together. The Sach, he spoke with his wife. The Sachak, and he joked with his wife. The Asatrach, and then he did his needs, meaning he cohabited with his wife. So, the idea over here is, is that it was a little bit inappropriate for the way this Sachak seemed out of, um, like out of uh, line over here with Rav. So, from underneath the bed, if Kahana spoke up, and he said, Dami Pumi the mouth of Abba, meaning Rav, is Kedlai Saref Tavshila, it's like unswallowed food. What does that mean? That is, because unswallowed food, if, one's, if one eats food without chewing it, it means that he's just trying to get his pleasure in from just consuming the food. And he's doing it so quickly, just trying to get the food down, 
he's not even chewing it, he's just knocking it down. So the same thing over here, he was saying that, Reb, that Rav was cohabiting with his wife, and it was just for his own pleasure. He wasn't trying to give her the pleasure, it was for his own pleasure that he was joking with her and acting inappropriately. So Amar Lei, Kahana, Hocha'at. So Rav, who's in his bed, and he hears Rav Kahana underneath him, and says, Kahana, is that you? What are you doing underneath my bed, right? Hook, get out. The lava It's not appropriate for you to be here, right? He didn't get out of the bed, smash him on the head, and say, get out of this place, pull out his gun, you know? He was just like, it's not inappropriate, get out. So Amalai, so Rav Kahana said to Rav, the same thing, that it's Torah, and I wanted to see the proper hanhagas um, and the proper ways of which one acts. Okay, now the Gemara goes on. Now, why is it so that one should not wipe with his right hand? Elder small, rather, it should be with his left hand. Amar Rav Rav says, The Torah was given with the right hand. Shenemar, it says in the Pasuk, That the fire of the law was given in the right hand. So, since the Torah was given in the right hand, one should not wipe with his right hand. Rabba Barbachana Amar, that the mouth, the right hand, is used to touch your mouth. It's used for eating. And if you're going to touch your food with it, right after you use the wipe, then it may be, there may be some dirt still on it. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish Amar, Shimon ben Lakish says, The reason why you cannot use your right hand is Since you put tefillin on the left hand, but the way you get it onto your left hand is using your right hand. So that's why we can't wipe with the right hand. Now it's interesting to know, if you think about it, it should be that you can't, Wipe with your left hand because that's where the tefillin actually is. Right, we're obviously talking about a righty. So if your tefillin's on the actual right hand, left hand, so then you should not be able to wipe with that. So I saw a shot that the in a positive action has a greater like um, not precedence but greater like value over a hand that just a mitzvah was placed on it. So the left hand, which has the tefillin that goes on it, didn't do anything. The hand just sits there and you wrap the tefillin with it. As opposed to the right hand, which actually did an action of wrapping the film. That's why I want you not wipe with his right hand. Okay. Now the Gemara goes on. The way you show notes of Torah, which is the trap, right? The way we lane and the different, uh, when we have uh, Kriya Satira and when we have um, the Haftira, there's different trops and even the Megillah has its own unique, you know, notes and, and tone. So those are shown with the right hand. I'm not sure what that means exactly. Maybe the way that you would do it is that they, you know, made hand motions to show which, you know, now you go up, now you go down, whatever the note was. I'm sorry? Same thing sometimes? Right, sometimes you'll have, let's say, like, the Balkaira doesn't really know how to lane, so you'll have a guy next to him that's going like this, you know, and all his hand motions. So it could be, I'm not sure, meaning, I don't see the reason why you can't do it with your left hand, but maybe the proper way back then was, or maybe there was a specific scenario where they did it with their right hand. So let me just see. Yeah, let me just see Rashi a second. Yeah, so Rashi says that Kachraisi bekirin habam The people that came from Eretz and the Bali Kaira, the ones that read from the Torah, he saw that's how they did it with their right hand. So that's why one should not go ahead and wipe with his right hand. The Gemara goes on Kitanoi. It's a machlekes between Tanoi. Rabbi Yezer, I remember Pesha Eichaba. The reason why you can't wipe with your right hand is because you eat with the right hand. Or because you write with your right hand. So it's not appropriate to go ahead and wipe with her. That is because the notes of Torah are shown with the right hand. So three different reasons and the dispute which reason is the proper reason. Um, you know what, do you mind just closing the door? It's all quiets down or something.
Once it gets too hot, then you can open it back up. Amar of Tanchem Barchani Loi, Kalat Sanua Bebesakise, someone that's modest while he's in the bathroom, Nitzel Beshleshadvarm, Mishleshadvarm, he's saved from three things. What are those three things? Menana Hashem, from snakes, Menach Krovim, from scorpions, Umin, Hamazikin, and from demons. Vyeshemim Afchal Loi Mosav, Miyushavim. His dreams will be calming, meaning they won't be like uh, either scary dreams or bad dreams. Allah, I'm sorry, Miyushavim Allah, they'll be calming to him. Ahu Besakise, to have a Betfaria, there was a certain bathroom that was in Tfaria. When two people would go in there, meaning even two people would go in there, I feel be a mama, even if it was during the day, misaki. They would be damaged by these demons that were lurking in there. Rev Ami Verabasi have Aili Bay, Khad Vachad Lachude. Rev Ami and Ravasi both went, each one by themselves. Lemasatski and they did not get damaged, they didn't get hurt from these demons. So Ami Hurabana Lemas the Fisu, are you not afraid of these demons that are in this? Bathroom. Amri Luhu, they said to them, Anan Gamirinon Kabola That we have this Kabbalah, we accepted it, we have this uh, like tradition that if one is modest while he's in the bathroom, then he will not get harmed. Ushtikusa, um, one second. One second, how do you read this over here? Kabbalah de Besakisi Tsnuyusa Ushtikusa. To be modest and to also keep quiet, meaning to not talk while one is in the bathroom. Kabbalah di Yisuri Shtikusa. And also, we have a tradition that if one has afflictions, if, one, if one's in pain and if one's getting punished, then the Kabbalah tradition is that you should not complain while you're getting these punishments. Rather, you should just accept it as is and not complain to Hashem. However, you should daven that they should end. Of course, you should do that. However, you should not complain. Abaya Marvi Lei Ime. Abaya's mother raised Imra, raised the sheep, Lamel Bahade, Lebesa Kise, to go along with him to the bathroom. That is, that he should not be alone. Okay, so the sheep would come along with him. So the Gemara asked, Larabi Gadia. So why doesn't, why didn't his mother, Abaya's mother, go ahead and raise a goat, which is, I guess, smaller, maybe easier to use to, to go along to the bathroom with? So the more answer is sayer besayer mechlaf that people will get mixed up, will, they'll mix up a goat with the goat-like demon. There's obviously a demon that looks like a goat out there in the world, and there's no sheep-like demon. So if a person goes in with a goat, then he, w- I guess, he won't know which is his goat. Okay, Rava makmed the Rasha before Rava was the Rashi yeshiva, before Rava was the head of the yeshiva, mikarkisha lay basrev chizda. I'm Goiza Balakna. Before Rava came to the Shiva, his wife, Rav Chizda's daughter, would shake a uh, can that had a walnut in it. So it would make a lot of noise. And it would scare off any of the demons. Basar the Malach. However, after he became like the Malach, the king, which is referring to the fact that he became the Shiva. Then, and since, so what changed then, that since he became the Shiva now, there was an increase of demons in his bathroom. I guess meaning the hot, the greater a person is, maybe the more the demons are. So Abdullah Kavase Kavasa, he made a window in the bathroom. Uman and his wife put his hand, her hand, on his head through that window while he was in the bathroom, and he didn't get damaged. Okay, interesting Gemara. Amar Ula Ula says like this: If one goes behind a fence, now like this, we're going to see the Gemara is going to discuss that it's not appropriate for someone to go to the bathroom when his friends are around. Now, in those days, obviously, there were bathhouses and there were outhouses. However, it was a common practice to just 
find a spot along the road and use it as your bathroom. So if one person, however, is near other people, he should not use the bathroom unless it's behind the fence. So you can go right behind the fence, and even if there's people you know, within one foot of him, however, they can't see him because they're on the other side of the fence, and it's okay. So like this, Ula says, If one goes behind the fence, then he can go to the bathroom right away. And in an open field, If he passes gas, and his friend cannot hear him, then it's okay for him to go to the bathroom. So it has to be a distance far away enough that his friend cannot hear Isi Barnasin, Masni Hachi. Isi Barnasi learns like this. Achuri Hageder, behind the fence, Kozman Shemisatis Rein Chaver Shemea. It's when you go behind the fence and your friend can't hear it. Meaning, let's say it's a brick wall or something, and if the sound is, doesn't travel through the wall and your friend can't hear it, then it's okay to go to the bathroom there. However, Ubebika, in a, in a field, Kozman Shemin Chaver Reehu. That's if your friend cannot see you. Meaning, you have to go a distance until no one can see you. Mesevay, the Gemara asks, Yaitzin Bepesach Besabad. A person can go out of the entrance of the Beis Abad, which is like an olive press, and you can go right behind the fence and use the bathroom there. And the, one second, let me just see Rashi. Rashi explains what this means. Um, that they're, taha, they're Tahar, the end of this Rashi, and Yitzin Bepesach Beis Abad, Rashi says, we don't, We're not worried. A unlearned person will come into this, you know, this olive press, yoga, and he'll touch the fruit, the olives that are there, and he'll contaminate them because he's miyad. That shows us that one can go ahead. So, because it, it's, it's basically, he's going right behind the fence, and he's not going far out into the field. If he was going far out into the field, then maybe one has to be concerned that an amaretz would come around. Because if you've got to go all the way out until someone no one can see you anymore, then it, let's say it'll take you a few minutes to go there, and Ama Aretz, an unlearned person, can come to the to the wine to the olive press, touch whatever the olives are, and I'll contaminate them. As opposed to if he goes right behind the fence, he's right here, he's five feet away. So we see that it's okay for a person <coughs> to go right behind the fence, um, even though it's right there. As opposed to one second, just trying to figure out the question. Before we said that a person has to go out into, no, I'm sorry. Before we said that a person can go behind the fence. But his friend cannot be able to hear him. And over here, it sounds like it's right there. Maybe that even his friend can hear him. So now is he that the question? Distance himself. I'm sorry? He, doesn't, he need not distance himself at all. So. I mean, he can go just right behind the fence. And before we said that, well, they have to he move just, enough if away. Behind, if he's behind the fence, he's good. And over here, and here it's also good. Is there people in the base of that otherwise that might hear him? No, because that's... Uh, they're saying now if you're behind so. the wall... And the wool, and the olives will remain uncontaminated since we do not expect that in a short span of time. And that anyone's going to come, right? Okay. I'm saying, but how do you? But what's the question exactly? <clears throat> Before the Gemara said that one has to go behind the wall. Yeah, Ula says behind the wall. That's okay. He's meaning nifnamiyad. Okay, and over here we see that a person can go lachuria together, and that's okay also. So why is that a question? This is going on when Asi Ben Nelson said Akhuri together calls Manchamasatash. Oh, that's what it is. Because I'm sorry, it's going on Isi Ben Nelson that says Akhuri together calls Manchamasatash for Enchamea. I mean, you have to go behind the wall and no one no one can be able to hear you. But this here, it seems like you can just go right behind the wall. It's too close, right. Again, so Isi Ben Nelson said before that you have to go behind the wall and you have to go far away enough that no one can hear you. Here it sounds, from this case of the Beis Abad, it sounds like you can go right behind the wall and people can possibly hear you, but it's okay. 
Are we saying this is unique because we're trying to protect it from America? Right, but it's just showing the span of time that takes you to just go behind the wall and come right back. So it shows us that you don't have to go far away that no one can hear. It, it could be, meaning even if no one's there right now in the in the, in the olive press, but I think, um, no, I guess you're right. I guess it has to be that someone's there. Yeah. Because otherwise you can you can go right there. Yeah. Okay, fine. So the more answer is, but Tahara Sikilu, that by, <clears throat> no. Oh, it could be like this. But Tahara Sikilu, that when we're dealing with Taharas, we're trying to keep things pure and not have them contaminated. So they were make gold that you can just go right behind the wall, even though people may hear you, and then come right, running right back. Right, so it's not a proof. Yeah. Which I'm not sure what the idea is, because if for someone's sneas, there... I'm sorry? They're more lenient for sneeze reasons. Right, meaning so you can stay close to the wall, even if people will hear you. You want to make sure that no one's... Because they're assuming the wall is protecting you. Right, right. The only thing I'm not getting is that, what's the issue if there's, if there's someone there? I think you're the only guy there, I think. Right, but then what's the issue? Then why, you, why do you have to move away so to begin with? Is it the shamea? Is, is it the hearing? The shamea meaning the person that's going to hear it. Right. Maybe it's not the actual being there. It's them hearing it. It's the possibility the to be able to hear. And the wall is protecting the, them hearing. Uh. Unless you're other, there's one other employee who's also on Mars. Or he is the Omar Arts. You're afraid he gets too close to it. So you can't, that could be. He can't hear. Oh, I mean, he's the Omar Arts himself. Yeah. Not him himself. There's maybe someone else there who is an Omar Arts. You got to keep him away a little bit. Oh, or it could be his workers, the Omar Arts, and that's what he's afraid of. Maybe. Plus, that's who's going to hear. Yeah, maybe. It could be. Alright, I like that. Fine. The Gemara goes on. Tashma. Kama Yarchiku. No, you want to open the door now? You know what? I told those, those kids to quiet down. I don't know where they are. They're in the base Madrid. You want to close the door over there? Close their door. Are they, yeah, are they in that base Madrid? Yeah. No, so maybe just close their door. Just... Is it closed? It is, yeah? Okay, fine. So forget it. Just leave it open. Don't be quiet. No, don't tell them to be quiet. They're learning. <laughs> My friend. All right. Okay. Fine. Okay. So the Gemara goes on. Tashma, kami yarchiku viu to hayrin, kadeshiu reehu. That how how far away does one have to go in order for his taharas to still be tahar? Same case. How far is that kadeshiyehe reehu that someone has to be able to see him? So again, so what, in one sense, what do we say? We here we have a proof that. He's going on. How far could, are you allowed to go before your olives become? Right. Meaning, so we see you can go very far away and still your things are tahar. So it doesn't make a difference then if the guy's going right behind yeah, the why wall. Right. Meaning, you can even go further. So, Shani Oichle Tahara is the Kilu Borabanan that even more they were Mekel. You're right, they were Mekel even to go really far. Door open or closed? You're going to leave it open. Rav Ashi calls Maj in Raya. What does it mean that your friend cannot see you to come or Isi Barnasa? What is this case? Isi Barnasa that said before. That Churia get there. That your fair, that your friend cannot hear you. Calls much in chaveru raya as That your friend cannot see your exposed flesh. It doesn't mean that he can see you. If he can see you yourself out on the field, but he can't see the exposed flesh, then it's okay. Avolidi day chazile. He, you yourself can be seen by your friend, just not the part that's exposed. Okay. The Gemara goes on. Husaf dono. There was a eulogizer, a guy that would say hespedim, a guy that would speak at funerals. The Nachas, I guess he was very articulate, he was able to say nice things about every dead person. The Nachas came to Reb Nachman, he went in front of Reb Nachman. Omar, he's like this, This fellow, a, a specific person that he was talking about, is very modest in his ways. Hava. He was very modest, this fellow that died, such a great person, he was very modest. So Amalei Reb Nachman, Reb Nachman said to this uh, eulogizer, 
He said, Did you go with him to the bathroom to see if he was actually modest? To see if he was actually very modest or not? Tanya, like we learned at a Brisa, a person is not considered modest. Only someone that's modest in a bathroom, that's someone that's truly modest. So why was Reb Nachman trying to get this uh, guy who was this, this uh, eulogizer over here? What was he trying to get out of him? So who cares if he had a proof or not? He was saying the guy's a good guy, the guy's dead, it doesn't matter. And I'll let him say whatever he wants about the guy. So like Mara says, Just like we exact retribution from the dead people, So too, the people that say about a dead person, if you exaggerate, you'll have to, be, you'll have to give judgment for that exaggeration. And including the people that say amen afterwards. So that's at a funeral, if a guy's going on and on about how great this person was and the person was not good, he, the, the person that's at the funeral saying the speech, is going to have to give cheshben, he's going to have to give judgment, he's going to be judged for the words that he's saying, which aren't true. Okay, the Gemara goes on. Tanura Abana, Ezehu Tznua, who is someone that's truly modest? I'm sorry? What's the meaning of eulogizing person saying the good things? It accompanies them with the God or something? Yeah, meaning you can. It's you're allowed to you're allowed to go ahead and and only highlight his good points, but to add things on, things that never happened. Meaning you'll say the guy was modest. You don't know. You don't know if he was modest. You never. You don't live. McKay. The moral in this case is that you didn't go to the bathroom with him. So why? How can you say he's modest? You don't know that. You can say everything else about him. You can say he, this guy was probably very modest because he was a very good person. You can say you know whatever you want like that, but you can't say. With uh, certainty. I'm sorry? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> this guy was probably a good guy. He was probably really good. You know? Okay, the word goes on. Tanara Abana. It could be there's other reasons and other haterim now for saying such a thing. It's maybe because people get, uh, they get chizik from it and, you know, they can take his... Otherwise, like, what's this guy? Has he ever got his profession? Yeah. Right. Exactly. He was great at finding those little small uh, nuances. Okay, fine, let's go on. Who is someone that's modest? The same place where he goes during the day, meaning he goes to the outhouse or somewhere out in the field, he goes there at night also. Is that true? A person should always go ahead and go to the bathroom once in the morning and once in the evening in order that he shouldn't have to go far away. Rava himself during the daytime would go up to a mile away, a mill, whatever the however far that is. But Laila and at night, he would tell his attendant, prepare me a place to go to the bathroom even in the city streets. Meaning he wouldn't go far out of the field. Rabzir would say to his attendant, see if there's anyone behind the house because I want to go to the bathroom now. So we see, in one price it says that you have to go very far away, even at night. And here it seems even at night, you can just do it right there. Not in the same place. The price means the same fashion which you go to the bathroom during the day, so too at night, meaning that you should do it with, um, with tzniyas, with modesty. Even if it's in the same place, it means you should go to a corner. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean at a distance, but it means the same place, meaning you should go to a corner even at night. Gufa Amr of Yehuda Amr Yehuda Amr Rav says, A person should go to the bathroom morning and evening. That he shouldn't have to go very far during the daytime. I think it, just, I think it means like this. I think, I didn't speak this out before. Shachras and Arvis, basically, a person should go before it gets light. 
meaning he should wake up a little bit early before it gets light, that he shouldn't have to go far away to use the outhouse, he, could be, he should go right there. And then Arvaz also, when it gets dark then, he should go then. And then somehow they, he holds it in the whole day, or he trains himself like Pari. Okay, fine. Hani and Amiach, we learned another price of Ben Azay Oimer. Hashkem Vitzay, wake up early and go out. Vehere Vitzay, and stay late and go out. Kedesh Leitis Rachik, meaning go to the bathroom early in the morning before it gets light, and in the evening so that you don't want to, you shouldn't have to go fire out onto the field. Now the Gemara goes on like this. Mishamesh Vishayf. Rashi explains, what does this mean? A person should take a rock or a kisum, some kind of stick, to open up his nekavav, his cavities in his body, in order to help him, to assist him to go to the bathroom. That's the first Pshat Rashi. The second Pshat Rashi is, is that um, a person should clean the area where he's going to the bathroom, meaning it would be equivalent to clean the toilet seat before you, before you go to the bathroom. Fine, so those are the two Pshat Rashi, and he, he says he likes the first Pshat better. That a person should go ahead and open up like his cavities. But I'll take shave, and don't sit, utimashmesh, and don't first sit, and then open up these cavities with this rock. Shekol HaYoyeshev HaMeshamesh, anyone that first sits and then opens up his cavities, Afil Oisin Kishafim Ba'aspamya, even if they're doing witchcraft in a far-off place like Aspamya, Bonalov, the witchcraft, will come upon him and get a hold of him. Anchi V'yosev, and if he is... Uh, one second, what's Anchi? Forgets. If he forgot, okay, fine. V'yosev, and he sits down, V'achakach Meshamesh, and then he goes ahead and opens up his cavities. Maitakante, what's the... What should he do? Kikai, when he stands up, lay mahachi, he should say like this. Loyli, loyli, not upon me, not upon me. Like this somehow scares off the witchcraft. Loisachim, loisachim, which Rachi explains that these are different names of witchcraft, which, um, which are done through like hemorrhoids or something like that. Loihani, mehani, not these and not from these. Loicharshi, dacharsha, not. Um, not from a uh, sorcerer that's a male, not from a sorcerer that's a female. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry, meaning not from all the the sorcerers, not from some, even some of them, and not from a zacher, not from a kibbutz, meaning not from a, a male and not from a female sorcerer. That's these things shouldn't come upon me. Tanya, now we're at the top of Samach Beis on the Beis. Tanya Benazay Oimer, I'll call Mishkav Shachav, you can lie down on any couch, Chutzman Akarka, however, you should not lie down on the floor. And I'll call Meshav Shev on any seat, you can take a seat, Chutzman Akaira, you should not sit on a high beam because you may fall. Omer Shmuel, Shena Ba'amud Shachar, sleep in the morning, Kastama Leparzla, it's like steel to iron. Yitzia Ba'amud Shachar, going to the bathroom in the morning. It's also like it's beneficial, like steel is to iron to mold the iron. Bar Kapara have a mezabin mili bedinri. Bar Kapara used to sell his words for a dinner, meaning he would say nice things. Ad kafnes achol until one second. Ad kafnes until he's hungry. Oh, I'm sorry. Ad kafnes a person that's hungry achol should eat all at once. Meaning he should eat all his food at once. He shouldn't take breaks. Ad tzaches if someone is thirsty shasi should drink all at once. And not take, not stop in between. Ah, the rischa, the rischa. If if a person's, if a pot is boiling, the rischa kadrech. If your pot's boiling, shafuch, you should pour it out. Meaning, if someone has to go to the bathroom, it's referring to a person's stomach, then he should go to the bathroom all at once. Karna karie. If someone's horn sounds berami in Rome, bar mezabin, let the son of Taini 
let the son of the fig seller sell his father's figs. Not sure what this means exactly, but a person should go ahead and that's the time to sell. So a person should go ahead and sell. When you go along the paths of Mechuzo, when you leave the city and you go out into the fields to go to the bathroom, don't look to the right, don't look to the left. There may be women in the field also that are going to the bathroom, and it's not proper to look at them. If Safra went to the bathroom, Abba coughed by the door to see if anyone was inside. So let Mar enter, meaning you can come inside, I'll step aside, I'll go out, you can use the bathroom. So Basar Danafik, after he left, Amalei, he said to him, Did you never go to this place called Seir? And that you didn't even learn the ideas from Seir? Why? Because, like this, Lav didn't we learn like this? In this place called Seir, there was a bonfire. It was called the bathroom, which was honorable. And this is the way they would honor it. If it was locked or closed, then you know there's a person in there. If you find the door open, then you know there's no one there. So, to talk in a bathroom. Since this was the way they would do it, they would leave the door open, and if it was open, you knew no one was in there, you don't have to ask. So why did, I forgot who this was referring to, Abaya, why did he, I'm sorry, not Abaya, Rav Safra and Rib Abba, why did Rib Abba go ahead and talk, I'm sorry, why did Rib Safra talk and tell Rib Abba you can come in? So the Gemara says, but who suffered Masukin who? Because he thought, that, ba- that Rav Safra needed the bathroom. I'm sorry, he thought that Rav Awa needed the bathroom really badly. So, and, and that's why he was coughing by the door, because he really needed to go. So that's why he spoke, because it was a situation of life and death. The tiny Rav Shem Mangam Al-Aymer, Amud HaChazer, a pillar, literally, but it's referring to the excrement of a person, meaning when a person is going to the bathroom, that he holds back, maybe it's Adam Lidei Hadrukun, a person is brought to the sickness called Hadrukun, we have this Gemara, um, and a stream, meaning if a person's urinating and the stream he holds back, maybe it's ultimately the yarkun, which is some kind of other sickness that this person gets. Reb Lazar, all the basic he say, Reb Lazar went to the bathroom, Asahahu Reima, the Dachke, a Roman fellow came and pushed him aside. Other Gemaras may have um, Parsim, I think. No, any of the other Gemaras have that? You want Parsa? They have uh, Parsa. Does your Gemara have that? Parsa. Yeah, so they changed over here to Ruma. Either it's a Persian or a Roman, whatever. Either or. First base of it is your second. Yeah, all right. Okay, so <coughs> either... All right, so fine. So one of those two kinds of people pushed him aside. He pushed Rebbe Reb- Lazar aside and went into the bathroom. Come Rebbe Lazar, Benafak. So Rebbe Lazar walked out of the bathroom and let the Roman go. So Asadarkuna, a snake came. Shante Likarkashe, it ripped out the rectum of this Roman person. So Kariolea, he said upon him, Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar said about this fellow, Ve'etein Adam and I will put a person in your place. Don't read it, a person will be in your place, rather a Roman will be in your place. Because the Romans were from Edom. Okay. Um, I'm sorry? Tachtacha is your bottom. Uh, right. Oh. No, um, Tachtacha really means in your place. Oh, I hear. Unless, unless it's just... No, unless it's just referring to Tachtel, the, t- the translation is in your place. Yeah, meaning, okay. I'll put the person in your place, but it's a good point. But Tachtel means that also. Okay, fine. Good. Now, just for a quick, um, a quick 
Hakdama over here, like this. Shaul, Shaul, um, Shaul HaMelech, the king Shaul, was very modest, and, that, and it saved him from the hands of David. What was the story? Shaul went ahead and was running away from David, from David's men, and he ran into a cave. And in that cave, David's men were there, and they were hiding out, and Shaul came in to use the bathroom. And the reason, since he came into the bathroom, into a modest place, meaning he was very modest about the fact that he was going to the bathroom because he came into the cave, so David Amalek let him live. He didn't kill him. And instead he cut off the corner of his tzitzis. And he was going to hold that against them, you know, later on in life. But the point is that right now that's what he did. So now this pasuk is, that's what he's referring to. But Omar, and he said like this, alecha. He said, so he said like this, that David told Shaul, he said to kill you, and it protected you, and it protected you. Meaning, the fact that you were modest protected you. Va'amar. The Gemara asks like this, Va'amar, that he said, Va'amarti, David should have said, I told you, I said that we should kill you. Not that Va'amar, that he said that you should be killed. Who's he referring to if it's David himself talking that could have killed Shal? So the Gemara says, I'm sorry, Va'amarti, Mi'boyle. It should have said, Va'amarti. Then the Gemara asks again, Va'tochas, that it protected you. Meaning your tzniyas, your modesty protected you. Same question, Va'chasti, Mi'boyle. That I protect you, it should have said. I'm sorry, but tochas, I think, is that... I'm not sure what it means. Meaning, right. That's what it means? Mm-hmm. Meaning, v'chasti, that I protected you, meaning I held back my men from killing you. So, Amar Abelazar, Abelazar says, Amar loy David l'shol, David told Shal HaMelech as follows, Min ben hariga'ata. Really, from, from the Torah's outlook, you should have been killed. Why? Sharei roidifata. Because you are coming to kill someone else. V'atayra amra, bar l'hargei chashkem l'hargei. If someone's coming to kill you, you kill him first. Since you were modest when you went to the bathroom, so Hashem told me to have mercy on you. And how do we know that? That he came to the sheep that were in the pens, which were along the, the road. And over there there was a cave. And Shal came to go ahead and literally I think this means to shelter his feet, which really means to go to the bathroom. Tana, and we learned, gather lefnim and a gather. It was a fence that was within a fence. Umaara, and it was a cave, lefnim and aara, mimaara. It was a cave within another cave. I mean, he went so far to such extent to have that sneeze. Now, it says in the Pasuk, lehasach, to shelter his feet, which is, means that he went in to go to the bathroom. So, he covered himself like a sukkah, meaning he covered himself up that no one should see him, even though he was in such a modest place to begin with. Himar goes on, David David cut off the corner of Shaul's garment. Asher le Shaul, which was Shaul, Bola, which I think was sticking out of Shaul's garment. Someone that disgraces garments, he will not have any benefit from them. That King David, when he was getting old, he was covered with garments, however, did not warm him off warm him up as because he cut off this garment of Shaul and he desecrated these garments. The Pasuk goes on, If Hashem incited you against me, let it, let um, let him accept this offering. So Amr of Lazar, Lazar says, Hashem told David like this, Messiah, currently you're calling me an, an inciter, meaning that I'm inciting, um, one second, no, I'm sorry. Hashem's telling David, you, David, are calling... No, one second. 
you're saying that Hashem incited you to kill him. So what does that mean? That you're calling Hashem, someone that incites someone, that gets you know, someone excited and gets him going. I will go, now go ahead as a result, make you stumble on something. Even the school children know. They know this. It says in the passage like this. When the Jews were counted in the desert, a person gave an atonement to his soul. Miyad, meaning each person went ahead and gave a shekel to be counted by. So Miyad, right away, Vayamid Satan al Yisrael. The Satan went ahead and incited the Hashem, I guess, against the Jews. So it says, Vayise says David, and he incited David Bahem. Loimar telling him, Mona as Yisrael, Hashem went ahead and told, or really the Satan, or whoever it was, told David to count the Jews. And he counted them without taking a shekel, without taking a coin from them. Meaning he basically counted them one, two, three, and four, as opposed to taking shkalim, taking coins, and then counting the coins. Those are the two different ways to do it, which the better way was to take a coin. Hashem put a plague, from the morning until the appointed time. And Maya Ismail, when is that appointed time? Amr Shmuel Saba Chasne de Rebchanino. Shmuel Saba, who was the son in law by Rebchanino, Mishmeid Rebchanino, said in the name of his father in law Rebchanino. Mishas Shritas Atambid Ad Shasis Rikasa. It means from the time that they slaughtered the morning offering until they, they, they threw its blood against the altar. Which means until midday. Okay, so that's basically this entire idea over here with Shal and David about Tsnia's modesty that Shal had. When he would go to the bathroom. The Gemara goes on. Um, that, I'm sorry, he said to the Malach, to the angel, who was destroying the nation. Hashem told the angel as follows Take the great man among them, that I will use him to be paid back by. I mean, I'll use one person, I'll take one carbon from the Jewish people to atone for many things. Mace, right away at that time, Mace, Avishai ben Surya, Avishai ben Surya died, Shashaku Karuba Shal Sanhedrin. He was equivalent to the majority of the, uh, of the Sanhedrin of the core of the great court. Okay, fine. If anyone needs to go to Mayrev, I guess we can stop over here. We're still have a whole other Gemara. If anyone wants to stay, I can continue. Stop. All right. Want to continue? Gotta go? Gotta go? No, no, no problem. If you gotta go, then go. I'll continue for Rabbi Hirschquist, and then anyone that wants to listen in. <laughs> no pressure, please. Fine. The Gemara goes on. At the time of the destruction, Hashem saw and he reconsidered. So, my raw, what Hashem see? Hashem saw Yaakov Avinu. That when Yaakov saw the angels, Ushmuel Amar, Hashem saw the ashes of Yitzchak, which were going to be used. For a carbon, and instead, um, they took a uh, what's that? Avram Avinu took the ram instead of Isaac, instead of Yitzchak. So Shemar, like it says, like Kim Yira, Hashem will see. Uh, I'm sorry, Kim Yira Hashem showed um, the sheep to Avram instead of having him slaughter Yitzchak. Meaning, he saw the Akeda. That's what he saw, and he reconsidered the destruction at the times of David. He saw the money which was collected for the counting of the Jewish people. That he collected 
the money for the counting. from the Jewish people. You saw the base Hamikdash, the holy temple. Hashem saw on the temple mount. Rabbi Yaakov Bar Idi and Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmeni had an argument like this. Omar, Kesef HaKippurim, it's referring to the money of the atonement. Ra, that's what he saw. Um, which was from the first counting. V'chad Amar Beis HaMikdash Ra, he saw the actual Beis HaMikdash. M'stabra Kamad Amar Beis HaMikdash Ra, it seems more probable to say that Hashem saw the vision of the Beis HaMikdash. And that's why he um, had had mercy upon the, the Jews. Shinamar Asher Yemer Hayoyim Bahar Hashem Yireh. That, that, that which he said on this day, on the mountain of Hashem, that he will show himself. Okay, fine. Now the Gemara goes on, and, I'm sorry, and this mountain of Hashem, which we're talking about, is the base of Mekdash. The Gemara goes on, Now, a person should not go onto the Temple Mount with his walking stick. My Kapandarya and the rest of the Mishnah said that a person should not take a shortcut through the Temple Mount. My Kapandarya, what is, what's this word, Kapandarya? Amarava Kapandarya Kishma. Like it sounds, a shortcut. Rav Chana Bar Adam Mishmeder Rav Sama Breder of Mari Omar Kemando Omar Inish Adamakifna Adrei Eil. That it's like a person that says, "I will go around those houses and around to the other side." So this word Adamakifna Adrei that I'll go around these houses. That word, if you put it together, comes out to Kapandaria, which is also the same idea as a shortcut that I'll take that route over there, the shorter route. To get around these houses wherever he was going. Um, okay, Baha, Omar, um, one second, I'll Baha. Omar of Nachman, Omar Rabba Baravua, Hanichnas Labesa Knesses, Almanas Lola Sisa Kapandaria, a person that walks into a base medrash, not, to, not having him on to take a shortcut, meaning he walked in just to learn or whatever he was doing there, then Mutra Sisa Kapandaria. And then he changes his mind and decides to go out a different way, then it's okay. If it was originally a path, and then they built the shul on top of that, then it's okay, mutter, it's okay for him to go through. If a person goes into a shul to daven, it's okay for him to use it as a shortcut after he davens. Then when a person goes into uh, the, the Beis HaMikdash it's referring to on Shalish Regalim on the three times a year he should enter from one door and leave another door that is if a person is going into Davin and Ashul also he can walk in from one door and leave through another door that's okay the Gemara goes on Rekikim Kavachaymer that a person cannot spit in the Temple Mount and we learned that from a Kavachaymer Amar Rav Bevi Amar Rav Yeshua Ben Levi anyone who spits on the Temple Mount it's like as if he spit in the pupil of Hashem's eye. That my, high, my eyes and heart will be there all the days. Amar, meaning his eyes will be there. So if you spit on Temple Mount, it's like you're spitting at Hashem. Amar Rava, Rikika Bebeis HaKnesses, Sharia, it's okay to, you're allowed to spit in a shul. Midi Dahava Aminol, Aminol. It's similar to a shoe. Ma Aminol Bahara Bayas also, just like shoes are not okay. You cannot wear shoes on the Temple Mount. The base of is mutter. However, in a shul, it's okay to wear your shoes. Afrikika, so too spitting bahara bias hudaser. Only on the temple mount is spitting not okay. However, the base if you're in a shul, then shari, it's okay. You can spit inside a shul. Now, don't take this literally because I think this is only referring to in those days where the floor was made out of dirt. So by spitting, it wasn't as disgusting as if you spit today. Possibly. So why they spit? They spit by laying down. Oh, really? There was a typo. Yeah, there was a typo. 
like 400 years ago, mm-hmm. and they spit because of the type of the because spit. it's a level of a rock. rock. It was a yud that was a, a nun or a nun that was a yud or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what yeah, it is, and but I wonder, it changed the meaning of a word that said spit. Right. So I wonder spit. if it's shemesh tachavim that the non-Jews bow down to hevel, which is nothing, and rick, which is also like a right. word of nothing. But rick could also mean rock, which means to spit. So okay. I wonder if that's the word. I wonder if it is. I don't know. That's interesting. No, so you have to look at the halacha. It could be I'm wrong. It could be that even though now it's okay. Someone just told me that when he was in, I think in, in Eretz Yisrael, in Israel, and then there was a fellow in the shul next to him that used to always spit, like on purpose, just to show that it's mutter, to show that it's okay, something like that. So uh, I mean, it could be I'm completely wrong. That's why I'm just saying that you have to, I mean, you don't take this literally because it was different back then. Fine. Armelar of Papa La Rava, Rav Papa said to Rava like this, but Armelar Ravina La Rava, and some say it was Ravina that said it to Rava, Ramilar of Adabar Masan La Rava, and some say it was Rav Adabar Masan that said this to Rava, like this, at the Olaf Miminal, if you're learning from shoes, from the, meaning the practice of how they use their shoes in the Temple Mount to the way they act in the base Medrash, Nilif Mikapandaria. So learn from a shortcut, which is not okay in the Temple Mount, it's also not okay in a shul. So too, spitting should not be okay in either. So why we, meaning why are we learning from shoes? which it's okay to wear shoes in the Temple Mount. and it, I'm sorry, it's not okay to use to wear shoes in the Temple Mount, but it's okay to wear shoes in a shul, so too spitting. Why don't you learn from shortcut, which is not mutter, which is not okay by either of them. So too spitting should not be allowed, even in a shul. So Amalei, Tana, Yalif, Miminal, Vat, The Tana of the Mishnah, of the Brisa, learns it from shoes. So what are you telling me to learn from something else? That's the way he learned it. You don't like this way he learned it. So learn something else. That's the way he did. Okay. Maihi, what's this Brysa? The Tanya? A person should not go onto the Temple Mount with his walking stick and his shoes. And not his money, which is tied in a pouch. And not on his like purse. And he should not make a shortcut. And he should not spit, which we learn, from a Kavachimer. Miminal. From shoes, that my minol, just like shoes, wearing shoes is nothing disgraceful about that. Amr Torah and still the Torah says, take off your shoes from your feet. That was Hashem talking to Moshe by the burning bush. Hashem told Moshe, take off your shoes. Rikika, spitting, spitting, which is actually a disgrace to go ahead and spit. It's a degrading thing. Like Kal Shekane, for sure, one should not be able to spit. We don't need this. Since it says in the Pasuk, which is actually in Yoni Diyema, it's similar to what will be coming up now in the Megillus Esther. It says that Mordechai came wearing sackcloth to the king's gates, and they didn't let him in. So the, the Pasuk over there says, He wasn't let in because you cannot walk into the kingdom, into the king's palace, wearing sackcloth. Sackcloth is not something that's intrinsically disgusting, and still you cannot walk into a uh, um, into a palace with it, which is you know someone of flesh and blood, not Hashem. So to spitting, which is shehimuza, which is disgusting. Like so in front of Hashem for sure. So this is what I meant to say. That we should be stringent in both cases, that it should not be allowed. You know, okay, this is going on, we'll stop over here.